0: I could condense the entire episode today to three words: play the kids. But that's just not gonna do it. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and/or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Where you found this? The football team resumed practicing. Yesterday on the south side, and the headline of the day, apart from some welcome returns from injuries for Deontay Johnson, Pat Friermuth, Anthony McFarland, a couple others, was that Dan Moore was right back with the first team offensive line. As if Broderick Jones and his performance against Baltimore, which I will remind... Saw him concede exactly zero quarterback pressures and saw him perform at least reasonably well when it came to the run block. And I should probably also remind, though this doesn't have to be a factor, it can be one. This team just traded up to number 14 overall in the draft to get him. And he's now here. And he's now doing what you want. And he goes out there and does it against a division rival. And then he's told to sit down? Um, I'm not a big fan of backwards steps for your top prospects. Uh, Not in football. Not in any sport. I don't like it. It's usually... A poorer reflection on those doing the instructing than it is on the athlete. When the athlete breaks through, when the athlete's made it to where you want the athlete to be, and then the athlete takes a step backward, that's a bad look under any circumstance. It's a much, much, much worse look when it's voluntary. That's what this looks, feels, and I'll be blunt here, smells like. Now, if there were only one such example of this, you could say, all right, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just messing with the kid and you know, seeing how he handles rejection, and then they're actually going to have him out there Sunday against the Rams. But no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And neither is it going to happen that Joey Porter Jr. starts after he's done nothing but make all the plays. All of his statistics, not just the obvious ones, not just the interceptions, all of them scream for him to be starting, not least of which is, this is maybe the most striking one, when he's been on the field, they aren't throwing his way. You understand that's just as good as a pass defense. It really is because you're shrinking the field, you're shrinking the amount of grass that you have to defend. On top of all that, one could make a pretty cogent argument that the perfect time to fully install both of these kids as starters would be in a bye week, when they'd have a little bit of extra time not to work, that would be breaking the union bylaws, collectively agreed upon with the National Football League, But maybe even just to think about it, to psych themselves up a little bit, and then to come into practice with a little bit of a different swagger or strut. Well, you just blew that completely on both counts. First, it was Terrell Austin who said late last week, as the players were leaving after the bye, that no, Porter's not going to start. And now they show up for work on Monday, and Dan Moore's got his old job back and Broderick Jones is standing there. I I don't who's who's being helped by this. Is it somebody's ego? Is, is Is that what you're worried about? I mean, Moore hasn't been around long enough to be even called a veteran by anybody. And if you're worried about hurting Patrick Peterson's feelings or Levi Wallace's feelings for crying out loud, then all of your priorities are even more messed up than what anybody could have conceivably thought just by keeping Matt Canada around all this time. And and look, I'm not being a weirdo here. I'm not suggesting that either Broderick Jones or Joey Porter are going to win the game for you against the Rams. But you've got to think about what makes this team as strong as possible, not just now, but three months from now. And this head coach never does that. Never does that. He's only ever focused on that Sunday. You hear me say this all the time, but you also hear me mean it all the time. On one hand, it's a strength in that he keeps everybody focused the same way that he is. You don't look past somebody, blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, the team doesn't, it doesn't max out its ceiling, okay? Because it doesn't even think about ceiling. It doesn't think about the fact that Jones not only performed the way he did against the ravens but also can be and presumably will be that much better but you know when that starts right when you let the clock run the same thing goes for porter if he's going to get burned if that's what you're worried about if he's going to get toasted based on something that you're seeing in practice or you think the other guys are seeing on film Great. It's going to happen anyway. Put it on the field. Let it happen. Let it play out now. If this team is going to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs, it's not going to be because of anything that happens in Los Angeles that these two guys do. It's just not. You got to start acclimating the lineup that you feel is best served to win ready for it a playoff game when we come back j1q this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries stop in and say hello tell mike we sent you mike's beer bar J1Q comes from Chris, who asks, DK, do you think the offense will see an improvement with the return of Deontay Johnson and Pat Friermuth, or will it look like the same that it has over the first five games? Chris, it's going to look different. It could look a lot different, in part because you're leaving out a couple other guys who are expected to be back. Those are Anthony McFarland and James Daniels. That's four Out of 11 projected starters, depending on how it is that you view McFarland, in having covered Latrobe in the preseason, my expectation, and by the way, McFarland's as well, was that he was going to be a big part of this offense. He wasn't going to be uh, some reserve who was brought on when everyone else got tired or whatever. He was supposed to be someone with an active role. In not so much the running game, partially the running game, but especially in catching the ball out of the backfield, since it's not something that Najee Harris has done that much. So when I mention those three names, exempting Daniels for the moment, you're adding into the mix for Kenny Pickett three reliable targets for easy throws and easy catches. Deontay remains one of the three best wide receivers in the entire league at getting open, at the simple art of finding room. He's one of the very best at it. That's going to be a big boost for the quarterback. Friermuth should slash would represent a wonderful target across the middle if there were an NFL coordinator at hand. As it is, maybe somebody talks to the coordinator. Maybe somebody circumvents the coordinator. I don't know what, but Friermuth being back gives you at least, in theory, someone to throw to there again. And in McFarland, you're looking at someone who can take some of the burden. I guess the double burden, really, off of Calvin Austin is something to think about. Here is that whenever Deontay went down, McFarland went down. Calvin Austin was left as the only guy who could fill either role. I mean, you could say that Jalen Warren could fill the the McFarland role, but he really can't. I'm going back to La Trobe again, and the stuff that McFarland was doing was designed for McFarland. And obviously, the stuff that's designed for Deontay, only he can execute because of his elite ability to get open. So you also, in effect, were taking – Austin out of the mix instead of just using Austin the way you saw him getting used in the preseason, which was just busting it. You know, just get down there, kid. We'll put it in the air and you catch up to it. That would be a nice thing to bring back to the offense as well. I'm not getting all Pollyanna on you here. I'm not making any kind of predictions. You asked if I believe the offense will be helped or whether it'll look exactly the same. I don't see how it can I don't see how it can. These are pretty good football players that you're bringing back into the mix. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will do another one of these tomorrow.